Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we're speaking to Carrie Hart. Carrie has spent over 25 years as a spiritual explorer and teacher. In her new book, Sojourner in Altaquay, which is mind-expanding ideas and practical tools for the open-minded seeker of a meaningful life. She shares the very best of those tools, as well as her deepened understanding of how we walk a path of destiny through a universe that is actively weaving a web of connections and how we can greatly enhance that journey. I found this book to be pretty fascinating, a great understanding of the universe, you know, in, in all the different layers. So, Carrie, thanks so much for being on the show and talking about your new book and, and your view of the universe. Thank you for having me, Barb. It's great. Um, but let's start with how you started your spiritual journey. Oh, how I started. Yeah, that's a big one, right? <laughs> well, that is for all of us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a wonderful, exciting thing to have mm -hmm. happen when, when all that opens up to you. Yeah. And in my case, I was going along in my life just uh, living in the ordinary space until around until my 50th birthday right around there. Mm -hmm. And a couple of friends gave me some books that had a spiritual orientation. Uh, one was Deepak Chopra, a Deepak Chopra book. And another mm -hmm. one was uh, The Artist's Way. Yeah. Uh, that's a while back. But I remember the, that that's book, the book, yeah, The Artist's Way. A lot of us at the beginning of our... It know, became our an instant bestseller. Everybody was yearning for something like that. Yeah. 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 And this was so unusual because I was not in the least bit spiritual. I wasn't interested in religion, spirituality, uh, paranormal, none of that. But those two books kind of started opening it up a little. And in Artist's Way, she had a thing where she asked everyone to do called Daily Pages. Uh huh. You would just write down three pages. So I loved doing that. And I got in the habit of going down to the garden in the morning and I'd, I'd write out my pages. And then one day I went to a bookstore and I found myself drawn to go down that aisle that I never went down. The, the one that has the <laughs> spirituality. And religion. Yeah, yeah. And I was just drawn toward this one book. I pulled it off the shelf and I started reading. And it was so intriguing to me. I actually sat down on the floor and mm -hmm. read this book. And uh, it was called uh, You Are Psychic. Yeah. Know a lot about being psychic, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's psychic. They just right. don't know it. <laughs> of course, that's right. Yeah. And it was something that I say hadn't interested me at all before. And I was so fascinated with this book. And when I, I bought it, I took it home and finished reading it right away and started uh, doing some of the exercises. And one of them was to go to the 
to uh, every morning ask for a word for the day. And so since I was already going down to the garden and writing in a journal, it was a really easy thing for me to just try out. So I started every day then going down to the garden with my journal and I'd say, what's my breathe down? Of course, that took me a while to learn to be relaxed enough (laughs) (laughs) to a relaxed place and then ask uh, for a word for the day. And it just would pop into my head. And then I started getting messages. I started, I'd get more than just one word. I'd get advice. I started getting advice. Mm. And, and there's, were kind of like high sounding voices. I'm talking about in my head, not external voices. And uh, that I was kind of calling my angels. And I was telling some of my girlfriends about, oh, I've got this funny thing happening. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's going on. And uh, one day, uh, one of my girlfriends had a big, a really difficult problem. It had to do with a lawsuit. She didn't know what to do. So she said, would you ask, would you ask your, your angels? <laughs> your crew, your committee. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, okay. So I went down to the garden. And by this time, I've trained myself to get to a relaxed state pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Breathed down and I said, uh, is there some advice for my friend Mary? And all this advice started coming. I'm writing as fast as I can, getting all of this stuff. But the voice was different. It wasn't the little high voices of my angels. Uh, it was a deeper, more authoritative voice and actually a masculine feeling voice. And so I wrote down all this advice and then said, uh, who are you? <laughs> because it was a very different voice and the answer that I got was I'm Quado Mm -hmm. Q-U-A-D-O Quado so this was uh, the beginning of a beautiful friendship and so every morning I before we go on though how was the advice to your friend uh, oh it was wonderful I can't remember exactly what it was but you know it was so what what I found was so different about the kind of advice that I got from Quado, and before that, my little angels, was that oftentimes the advice that you get is uh, allowing things to unfold. You know how when you are in the grip of your busy mind, mm-hmm. you have to control things, you have to do things, you have to, right? Yeah. If, when you reach that higher guidance, it's often has more to do with listening, letting things unfold, letting time do what it does, right? Against everything human. <laughs> yes. Very, yeah. very different. It's very mm-hmm. different. Yeah. And I remember at that time, I was... Um, well, my corporate life was in uh, computers. Mm-hmm. And so I was in charge of developing a computer system. And I remember there was one thing I was all upset about, like they're doing this right and that other people, other other teams and stuff. And I asked advice and the advice was, ah, just handle your own work. Let them handle theirs. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's different. They're not here, though. <laughs> what? They're living on a different plane, you know? Yeah. A lot, a lot more relaxed plane. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. one, of course, in time is, is a whole different thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, space and all those things. It's different. Um, You have a, uh, and I'm going to butcher all these words, so I apologize right at the beginning so I can safely butcher them. Sure. Wanatakwe <laughs> uh, language. Yeah. What is that? Well, yes, indeed. And and the segue we're going to, the way yeah. you explained the the words when you were trying to tell other people the words weren't there. And, you know, I want to just, how no, we're getting exactly. from that subject to this subject. Exactly. And, yeah. And exactly. this is where Besides, some of I them like came in all over the place. Any place yeah, you yeah. Can, I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing, because I'll wander. <laughs> So I was, uh, this would be maybe three years ago, three or four years Mm -hmm. ago, I was doing my own journey. I was on a meditative journey. So I had gone deep into that place we go, and I was um, just noting, I forgot I think I was probably at the computer as uh, years of doing sessions for other people I uh, learned to either type it out as I as it's coming to me or speak it out as it's coming to me I've forgotten which of the two I was doing at that particular instance Mm -hmm. and so but I was recording it I was capturing it in any event I was uh, going through my meditation and Uh, through this journey, and I found myself going through a blue portal, just a blue open portal, which is actually like the cover of my book, which we'll get to, has a picture that's similar to what I saw in my mind's eye. So I went through this blue portal. And on the other side of that blue portal, I understood that I was meeting a new form of energy, new to me, form of energy. And what came to me was the word Wanatakwe, that this energy was called Wanatakwe, and that this energy had been very active on the earth a couple of thousands of years ago in the Amazon area. And then after the indigenous people that that were working with Wanatakwe, disappeared, that Wanatakwe withdrew. And I was asked to bring Wanatakwe through the portal into out here on earth Mm -hmm. uh, so that it could learn how to best fulfill its mission, which is to bring human bring humans into a state of dignity, goodness, and well-being and love, right? To make us, oh, you know, what we're deeply capable of? Yeah, yeah, our better side. Yeah, thank (laughs) you. We are in desperate need of that right now. (laughs) Oh, aren't we? And so Wanatakwe, this energy, 
wanted to come out on the earth and see what it could do to help. And, and you describe it as a column, don't you? Well, it, yeah, yes. At this point, <laughs> at this point, not yet at that time, I was just bringing forth the energy. Then mm -hmm. I started working with the energy and I, I learned more about it. And what came to me was an understanding about how it was used in the Amazon, this island in the Amazon. Um, and there, what it was is there were priestesses known as Ona who would gather in a circle around this column of light, this column of energy. And that was Wanatakwe, the form that Wanatakwe had. And so when I see Wanatakwe in my mind's eye, I see it as this column of energy that is this, I'm talking about, I can't tell, 10 feet wide, whatever big mm -hmm. column of energy that's going all the way to the center of the earth and all the way up to the heavens, if you want to say that word. Mm -hmm. And and it's just this huge energetic form. And what happened was when I first started then, so at first I was just exploring this by myself and going to this island in the Amazon uh, in my mind's eye, of course, and, and uh, experiencing this energy. And then I had some friends who were also um, healers. Mm -hmm. And so I asked them, I was assuming at that time that Wanatakwe was a healing energy. And of course, it does have healing qualities, but it's not it's it's not as if this is like, oh, this is like Reiki, its whole goal is is healing. Mm -hmm. It's more bringing, as I said, bringing our society and people into a state of where we should be. And so what happened was we worked, we worked with using water talkway as a healing energy. And, and then what happened, and it, and, you know, I would say it was effective, like Reiki's effective, you know, mm -hmm. and then it went off, it went off out into the world. And it, what the sense that I had of it was that it was a heuristic energy it wanted to learn in other words it's, its goal is to learn and i brought it forward and it enjoyed learning from me and my healing friends and it went out into the world and what has happened now is it has returned and um it has returned and essentially said um okay i learned what i needed to learn now we have work to do <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you're like the base and then yeah, it went out yeah yeah and i i'm it's so it's so interesting in that i'm uh what's happening now and i mean like this week mm -hmm. is it's beginning to just get stronger and stronger and is um see i wasn't sure exactly should i uh, my next direction mm -hmm. in life and Wanatakwe, uh, this week is making it very clear. There, <laughs> there isn't much question. You are working with me. 
<laughs> so, yeah. so this is going to be my new adventure. And the um having well, a wide platform to bring it, it out. Yeah, yeah, it is my yeah. adventure. And so when I was writing my book, my book was pretty much what had I learned in the last 25 years that I wanted to share with everybody. Mm -hmm. And one of those things had been uh, some about Wanatakwe. And when I was writing the book and I was thinking that I wanted people to understand that we can all come to this place, the place we go to when we meditate, the place we that some people call, that's about beyond space and time, the place where I talked to Quato, the place where mm -hmm. your intuition works. And I thought, oh, I wish I had a word for this. And I thought, I do. It was one of the words that Wanatakwe gave me. Because Wanatakwe had given me some, as as uh, was teaching me some concepts. And as it taught those concepts, it was giving me some words in the Wanatakwe language. And so I thought, the word I've been seeking, I've been looking for is Atakwe. Atakwe mm -hmm. is the word that the Wanatakwe word for that zone that we have so much trouble describing. But that I know from you go there in your work all the time, just like me. Yeah. And, and, um, that is a, I'm going to read it, is a place of expanded and share, shared consciousness, an energetic field beyond ordinary time and space, where everything that is, was, and will be exists in a state of pregnant possibility. Yeah. Your words. Sounds My great. Words. <laughs> yeah. And you know what has uh, just occurred to me, too, about that is that that place, Adequa, is the communication zone for the universe. Mm. This is where we can go to communicate, to communicate with, oh, with everything, right? Yeah, yeah. So all all sides of the veil, yes. all all yes. different aspects yes. of consciousness, That's really. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And of course, you know. You know, as well as I do, the we've just barely tapped what's there. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. <laughs> what we can handle, which is like a, a drop. You know? <laughs> That's <I know>. right. <laughs> That's exactly right. But the, I'll tell you, it's the best place in the world, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, it, well, certainly helps us to get out of ourselves, which yeah. is pretty little and dense. And usually yeah. hard, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and the uh, and now I'm going to go to ayama ayama. I like this word because I also didn't have a word that that took in. Uh, you call it our, um, our eternal spirit, the this the spirit that was us before we came to Earth. We'll go back to. And yeah. um, and yet we are this spirit still here. Do I have that all right? Exactly. Good. Exactly. Do you know? And the thing I love about having these words 
Well, the word adequate, I love because we didn't have, nobody's come up with it. Right. I keep calling it the universe, but that limits us so much. And then people are looking up in the sky and it's like, it's not there. (laughs) (laughs) But there was no other word. (laughs) And that's right. In Ayama, we have lots of words for Ayama. The problem is that they're heavily loaded with, with, Mm -hmm other meaning that that you may not want to ascribe to it. So certainly uh, when a lot of people say soul, they're yeah. talking about ayama. They that's mm-hmm. what they but then other people have whole storylines based on yeah. soul yeah. that you don't want. And again, that was a, a problem I was having. I was in higher self. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's also ayama. These these words like higher self and soul express that except that i say they're they're heavily laden with a whole belief system and i don't think the higher self takes in the lower self (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like oh this is the best part of you well let's let's drag along your baggage too because that also is part of you you know so it doesn't take in your lower self and this Ayama, Ayama, and say it again. Ayama. Ayama, yeah. Ayama. Takes in your whole self, yeah. which is, yeah. Isn't that amazing? So the the concept with Ayama, just to be clear about that, is that I am that, and I was that before I chose to have this adventure on the earth and take a body. Yeah. I am having that. I, my, I am my, I am having this adventure on the earth in this physical body. And this was my choice to come have this adventure and, uh, or experience adventure, whatever you want to call it. And, um, I, after this body dies, which it inevitably does, it's part of the earth experience, mm-hmm. then I'm just, I am a, I'm just continue as my pure self, but I'm no longer having that experience. And I might, as I am a, choose another experience and I don't know if I'll come to the earth again, though. <laughs> <laughs> it always seems like a good time when you're not here. <laughs> yeah, let's go do that again. I say to people, it's like being in a roller coaster. You scare yourself to death. And at the end, you think, oh, that was fun. Let's do that again. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, are we crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, and you keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, and, my. And then um, Lamata. Lamata? Well, Lamata is the state you enter that opens the world of Atakwe to you. So you will know because because you do sessions for people mm-hmm. that when you breathe yourself down into this place there's a state a feeling that's kind of buzzy 
I don't know what it's like for you. For me, me it's like watching a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, that brings me to another place. Yeah. yeah. Another place. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, you know, I'm, I'm talking to their spirit and they're just telling me about themselves right. you know, and where they're going and what they're the doing. It's like in, watching a movie. <laughs> right. But the state in your body, when you get relaxed, when you go in, mm -hmm. when you meditate. And so we all enter this, state at various times and some when you when you meditate or have a session as you're talking about when you when you're going into adequate intentionally you take yourself to that state of lamada which allows you to be relaxed enough to enter but mm -hmm. we all experience that state even if you haven't learned how to do it intentionally yet you, when you watch an Olympic athlete give the performance of a lifetime and tears come to your eyes and you feel that, you know what they've done as they've reached that state. Mm -hmm. It's like a hyper performance state. It's a being too. It's, it's being in yes. that, um, in that place. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like <laughs> being all you can be place, right? Mm -hmm. And which is why I love watching watching the Olympics, just to try and catch those moments yeah. when someone reaches that state. And I had experienced that myself well before I entered the spirituality adventures mm -hmm. uh, through singing. I had noticed that when I was uh, performing that sometimes I'd be in that nervous state and all of, you know, in my head. And then sometimes I'd hit that moment where I left my head and went into, uh, into that state of open being. Yeah. And I had chills and I was centered and that was always the moment when I connected with the audience right yeah. and the, it's exactly the same thing I think that you know performers that that's why they don't want to retire mm -hmm. right <laughs> exactly. right you know it's a wonderful thing to find whatever it is in your life and for some people it's nature mm -hmm. you know, being because we experience those moments in a forest or yeah. Uh, looking at a sunset over the ocean, you know, we can, we experience those moments and they're beautiful. And it's, that's the state of Lamada. And Lamada just takes you right into adequate. I have watched uh, artists, painters, you know, or artists in many ways, they drop into the zone. Yeah. And I want to come in the zone with them. <laughs> it's like they drop into the zone. They're they're nowhere. They're you know, they're yeah. so intent or so into it, it it just really is drop into the zone. Yeah. Yeah. And Isn't and that, that is and it's a dropping away from yourself as a physical being in the sense. Do you know exactly it is? And what's weird about it is that uh 
Uh, no, it's I shouldn't say what's weird. What is like just what you were saying about dropping away is that when you are performing uh, and you're in that zone, when you come out of it, when your performance is over, you can hardly remember it. Yeah. It's like you just were hardly there. Mm -hmm. And uh, you wonder yeah. if you were there. <laughs> yeah. 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 You were in Ottawa. And uh -huh. the same thing, too, with creating, writing a song. When, when I was doing actively writing songs a lot and I was reading biographies, uh, there was a, a magazine which is now defunct, but at the time, though, it was called Songwriter Magazine. And so it had interviews with songwriters as people would talk about how their stories. And there were several common themes. The most common was that songwriters said, I don't know where it comes from. Or mm -hmm. if they were religious, they say, I get my songs from God. Yeah. But whatever terminology they used. Bob Dylan always says, I have no idea. <laughs> and it was beautiful poetry, you know, I have right. no idea. And, uh, that's right. And the songs that, um, and those, the ones that came in that way were always the ones that were the great mm -hmm. songs. And for myself, my absolute best songs were exactly like that. I, it just came to me. And, and then you are a, and that's what all these songwriters were saying. It's like, well, I don't really write the songs. <laughs> I, yeah. I receive them and I write them down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, then you're also tweaking them and, you know. And then we have good. people in the audience. I know because I'm thinking the same thing. How come they don't come to me? <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, how come I, they don't drop in on me? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question. And I think that, well, I think part of that is if you're too tense, it's, it's difficult to, you, you have to, you have to open yourself up to receive, right? Yeah. We know, we know that stress and tension and need to oh, control yeah. and push these are not the things that mm -hmm. get you into Ottawa. Right. As a matter of fact, I often think about uh, intuition and things like songs too, all that good stuff that comes as like uh, wild animals in the forest. If you sit really quietly and you're open and you're patient and you relax, then they come and approach you. And they're mm -hmm. subtle. They're subtle, you know. They 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 approach you, and once in a while, uh, you'll have a an animal go charging through the through the clearing. You know, most people have some uh, psychic experience yeah. like that. They just come boom because it's really important. A psychic like, hit, yeah. Like, go check on the baby. <laughs> that yeah. <type> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you are just inviting that experience they are they're like little shy little animals and you have to be very calm and patient you don't chase after them you don't push you just let them come to you and it's a different state mm -hmm. different state and it's kind of a blend into that bigger world or something yeah 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 it's so wonderful i still also still know songs have come to me 
<laughs> well, I also yeah. think that that's an interesting thing about our who we are. And I think that um, it, it bothers me sometimes that people are working so hard to figure out what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. When in fact, at a certain level, we all have the same purpose, which is to be the fullest possible expression of who we are. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. To and, fully expand our soul. Yeah. 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 And as part of that, in my case, uh, there's this musical component that that singing and writing songs is one of those lovely gifts that mm-hmm. is given. And we we all come into the world with gifts, right? Yeah. That then parents and teachers and everything try their best to suppress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then you have to spend all these years now You're trying for, to get them back. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get them back and find out what they are. It's uh-huh. so amazing. On on the other hand, of course, there's uh, some people are uh, Mozart and at three years old, they go toddling up to the piano mm-hmm. and, you know, and at 12 <laughs> years old, they're writing all these great pieces. Right, right. Most of us are not like that. No, <laughs> I actually think a lot of times they didn't do the in-between life work <laughs> and just kind of came straight through and picked up another body on the way. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay. Mm. <laughs> but I also think we have, and we'll go into this because you have a great way of talking about it. Um, choosing our gifts when we come in, you know, um, but before we go there, because you have another word, uh, tatanqua. Oh, tatanqua. Yeah, I'm I have so- to. I have to get used to these words. I need to use these words because they do express what we don't have English words for. No, we don't. And I it's know so it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's so kind of weird. We you don't. Try, you yeah. try to talk about these things, and all you can do is pull up some religious. Yeah, words, and that's not what you're trying to say. They they have been taken over by religion. I they think. Have. Yeah. They have. And and, and yet they, religion has so much baggage with it oh, at this point. Oh. Yeah. So you and can't use the words anymore. <laughs> and then if they haven't been taken over by religion, they've been taken over by some some well-meaning spiritual beliefs that aren't necessarily where you want to go either. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, they all seem to be too small. You know, like um, even your higher self, that's just a piece, you know, yeah. where where the words you're using are are completely encompassing, you know, and and um, your higher self is is a piece. As I said, what about the lower self? <laughs> <laughs> what about the rest of the, the schmuck, you know, <laughs> you know, um, and these words are so much more encompassing than than uh, well, or what I call dropping into the zone. You are calling. Um, OK, you pronounce it. Lamata. <laughs> Thank you. Lamata. Yeah. Yeah. Lamata being that that place, that physical thing you experience, that physical, spiritual thing you experience right, right. on your way to entering Atakwe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and I have more words, too, and it's all just starting to come to me more and more. As I say, I 
I'm uh, now that I, <laughs> so I have been given this assignment. So, uh, oh, I'm, I'm glad so you have. Glad you it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you have because we do need a language for this. We do. And I'm dying to tell you my story about Tatanqua because mm-hmm. this is very recent. I have a friend that uh, we decided we should have an annual retreat and we went to um, Sedona mm-hmm. for an extended weekend for a few days. And I, I after one day, they said that um, we could upgrade if we wanted, because of the credit card that I have, that we could upgrade if we wanted that the people who had been in the suite were gone and the amount of time we had left. And we said, sure, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So we walked into this suite. Oh, it was fabulous. Fabulous. So have you been to Sedona? Have you seen this? A long place? time ago. Yeah. A long time ago. You know, ago. there are these just cliffs of these beautiful red rocks. Oh, well, I'm in Colorado. So oh, we have them here okay. too. Yeah. <laughs> I know about the red rocks. Yeah. yeah. And and how beautiful they are. Yeah. And I also know about the Sedona energy because when yeah. I was there, it kind yeah. of kicked my butt. And yeah. this particular place is called the Enchantment Resort, and it's right in one of those energy zones. Mm-hmm. And so we walk into this suite, and it has this huge room with a wall of glass. And on the other side of that glass are the red rocks towering up and we're like right on them and the ceiling for this room is huge it's huge high ceiling and these beams are like tree trunks for beams wow. this, high ceiling, yeah. this wall of, of red rock and the energy and it was phenomenal and so i was in there just experiencing this and i became aware of a specific energy form that was in the room with me. Now, what's so interesting here is I normally sense energy like that, like with my eyes closed. I have Mm -hmm. my eyes open. And yet with my eyes open over here, reaching all the way up those high as a tree, all the way up was this, energy form and it was how can I describe it the top of it was almost like oh a little bit like a very tall mushroom (laughs) so the top was like a little cap and then it was a column down from that so there's this little cap and then this column down and it was sort of um, bronze colored energy Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) So you're getting the idea that things just come to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just like when I had Quado show up as a voice here, I'm looking at this and I said, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> and came into my mind, I'm your Tatanqua. So, and I knew this was tied to Wanatakwe. When you get a word like Tatanqua, this has to be Wanatakwe mm-hmm. is, is uh introducing me to a new energy 
And this was so interesting because I had no idea I even had a Tatankwa. <laughs> yeah. There it was. And this is something that, as I say, this is very recent. This is um, in the spring. I think it was mm -hmm. of 22. And so I'm only just beginning to understand what this is. But it's this very cool thing. Again, it's something that we didn't really have a word for. But what this is, is, you know, we've already talked about Ayama, that our Ayama is that higher soul, that eternal, that eternal me is the mm -hmm. Ayama. And then here is me. This is this is my physical me. And the Tatanqua, I have a Tatanqua, you have a Tatanqua. We each have our own Tatanqua. It is the thing in between. The Tatanqua is coming, it's your Ayama coming down to earth to work with you. Mm -hmm. Isn't that fascinating? So it's, it is your eternal, it's, it's you. Your Tatanqua is you. Yeah. But it's you that's a step closer to Ayama a step closer to that eternal, all-knowing, all-seeing being that is you, which is Ayama, is now Tatankwa is a, almost like- Like a, our, our in-between? Yeah. Yeah, like so between the physical and the and our higher- Yeah. Or our yeah. higher self, and or Ayama. That's why I could see it in the physical with my eyes open, but I can't, I can't quite describe that, but mm -hmm. there, you know, there we go. And it's as tall as a tree and hugely powerful. And what I'm only, I'm beginning to learn. Something's just came to me. I, I, I was just learning some mantras in the Wanatakwe. And what I just occurred to me is I should have been in, so I'm experimenting with all this. I, I should have been like pulling in. I can take, I'm sorry, I'm stumbling all over trying to get. Yeah, we're with you. We're stumbling with you. We're good. <laughs> I, what I found is if I step outside, especially outside where there's a tree and I don't know, I, I love to just connect with tree energy. Mm -hmm. You get that tree energy. Tatanqua is really easy to sense uh, with high tree energy because it's, it's like that. Yeah. And it's hugely powerful. And what I found I could do was stand there. There's a big eucalyptus tree right off my porch that I can stand alone and look at this huge eucalyptus tree and I can see Tatanqua form right in front of that. And then I can invite Tatanqua to come and cover me mm. and, and help me lift up into that power and energy. And what I'm beginning to get a sense of, Barb, is that well, you know how small we make ourselves? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes and, try and disappear. <laughs> <is there? laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and and you know that that's not you. You know that there's a way that you are capable of more power than that. Mm-hmm. That you know there's something to tap into, and yet your ayama seems so distant. And so I I believe that tatankwa is this energy form that you can learn to use. And I'm just learning because I say this is new to me, that you can learn to step into and use to lift yourself up and begin approaching all the power that we really have. Mm -hmm. Mm. So it's not so overwhelming then. No. It's kind of in between. Yeah. 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 Because some people will go to their um, higher self, I'll call it that, Ayama, and almost get lost there. You know, they've they've left being. That's that's the other thing that's so important about Tatankwa. Your Tatankwa is grounded. Mm -hmm. The even though it's extremely tall. It hits the earth. (laughs) It's grounded. Well, it's kind of like when Wanatakwe. Thank you. <laughs> you know, in the fact that it's a long column where it's to the earth oh, and to the you. um yes. yeah, and to the universe, to the heavens. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. 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 God, I can butcher these words, can I? <laughs> oh well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. But it is kind of like that. Yes. The connection from the earth to the cosmos. Yeah. 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 And it's, I know that I have enjoyed, and I think I probably had in my book an exercise of that. I've always enjoyed uh, standing in a, in a deep state and, and feeling a column of energy all the way up and all the way down and standing within that. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's just that uh, when you have the, privilege of seeing and feeling and knowing your tatankwa and you're within that it's 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 just really grounded it's it's like you feel you feel that your power is something more achievable in your earth life right yeah yeah then oh well you know, <laughs> yeah, it's up there. It's yeah. Right when there I, when I reach time. enlightenment, we'll go do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you know the whole, the whole thing, actually part of this is me. It's like my, I, the enlightenment and ascension and what happened, uh, that isn't my thrust. And it never has been. I like to, I like to figure out what can I do to create a really beautiful life here for this mm-hmm. I was just looking at that. How, um, how do you build a beautiful, vibrant life? Yeah, yeah. And, and how I, do you know when you are building it? Because, you know, you talk in your book about um, you saw a picture of, of your house and there was a, a group of people there and you had misinterpreted the the meaning. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I, I'm so glad you brought that up to me. Uh, that that incident you know i tell stories about how wonderful i saw a vision and then the vision came true and that yeah was yeah and that is wonderful but it was so weird to have a a vision that i misinterpreted so i what 
just to catch up. I think this is great that we're talking about this because most people don't talk about misinterpreting, you know, their vision. Yeah. And yet, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I always have felt uncomfortable with this idea that uh, just because you've been able to tune into Adequa and your psychic abilities and all of that, that that means you have control. You know, mm-hmm. it isn't really like that. Yeah, yeah. No control <laughs> at all. You can yeah. say, oh, I learned these techniques. Now I can totally manifest anything I want in my life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not quite. How are you doing with that? I've said to a lot of people, how are you doing with that? (laughs) I think there's a bigger plan. And I honestly think we're on the train. We're not driving. We're watching the scenery. (laughs) Yeah. How's that working out? Yeah. (laughs) You are so right. And I get frustrated with that because some people will take that as a, well, I must not be doing the technique right because I, I can't manifest everything i want well yeah to to we need to tell the story though because we're talking about it and our listeners don't know what it is they don't know what we're talking about okay (laughs) let me tell the story i'm so glad you brought it because i it was one it was the last chapter i wrote in my book because i thought how can i say this how can i express it and yet i knew it was in many ways the most important thing i had to say (laughs) (laughs) So what this story is, is I had a house. It was my dream house. I loved it. I wanted to stay there for the rest of my life. And I did have the great privilege of staying there for over 20 years. So that Mm -hmm. was pretty darn nice. But what happened was when I first bought that house, I had a job as a corporate vice president. Mm -hmm. All this nice money pouring in that was predictable <laughs> flow and and yes i had to do what you have to do to be a corporate vice president and that's another whole story that i know you i read your bio you know a bit about <laughs> yep but, on the train not driving <laughs> yeah and at the same time i was beginning my spiritual journey so that i actually would go down at four in the morning to get mm. my message from quato then come back up and type it out to send it out to the internet and then get on the freeway and go to my job as a corporate vice president. And so I was living in both those worlds and I had this fabulous house. I absolutely loved it. It had a swimming pool and it was just beautiful. Loved yeah. it. And then uh, at the time that we bought the house, my husband and I were both had good jobs. So that's how we could qualify for a big mortgage, which is what you do when you're living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> the American dream. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> and go so, for it. <laughs> so there we are going for it. And then uh, Ed was unable to work and he wasn't well and was unable to work. And so, uh, okay, well, I can still do this. And, and um, my job for, my corporate job, I could still afford it. It was a little more, a little trickier, but I could still do it. And then um, I, uh, my company moved. My company moved and I, I took a severance package and decided this was my moment to do my spiritual work. And I had this dream 
that I could make just as much money doing my spiritual work as I could as a corporate vice president. And that was what I put out there. And that's what I believed. And I was just working it and working it and going into debt. (laughs) 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 And uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I had this vision. This is what we were talking about earlier. I Mm -hmm. had this vision of being in the foyer of my house. And there were all these people that were coming in and I was greeting them. And I thought, I have this vision of this wonderful event in my house. Obviously, I'm going to find a way to stay here. And the house was looking perfect and beautiful. And I just kept having more and more trouble meeting the financial obligations. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, it's, it's, yeah. Costly to carry that kind of the American dream. Yeah. Yeah. Carry (laughs) that mortgage and all that stuff. Uh, But I believed in that vision. I kept, and it was that thing like when people say, oh, yes, I'm going to manifest it. And that's where I was. was, Yes, this is going to happen. And I have this vision. I know it's true. And then finally, one day, I'll never forget it. I was sitting outside and I was busy manifesting and trying all the techniques (laughs) in the world (laughs) to bring my dream into, I can stay in my house. And all of a sudden, it just came to me like, just fell right over me was, oh my God, what am I doing? I can't afford this. Mm-hmm. I can't afford this. We're we're going in a hole. This is not good. We yeah. need to sell the house, sell the boat, because we had a whole big lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> sell, the house, sell the boat, get ourselves square financially. Mm-hmm. And it was so clear. I said, we have to do it right now. So I just went in and said to Ed, got to sell everything, got to get out of this. This isn't going to happen. I'm not going to earn the money to afford this. And uh, then what happened was when we put the house on the market and we fixed it all up, it looked really beautiful. I put the house on the market and I, at our first open house, I walked into the entry hall and there it was. There it was, my vision. <laughs> and people were coming in and I was saying, hi. They greeting <laughs> them. Yeah. At the table there with the brochures to sell the house. And I, <laughs> oh, no. My vision yeah. all along was selling the house, not staying here. Didn't you wonder what happened to your Tatanqua? <laughs> I hadn't met my Tatanka. Oh, see, that might have been the problem. (laughs) Yeah. I I wonder. But the thing is so interesting about it is that what happened by selling the house is it relieved all the financial pressure. And then Mm -hmm. I was able to do my spiritual work without financial pressure. Right. You could relax into it. Yeah. Isn't that something? That is amazing. It's one of those things that what you think you want and what you're striving and pushing and desperately uh, in desperation is not a good place to be. It's not a good look. Not a good (laughs) look. (laughs) Uh, And the path, in fact, was there. Yeah. 
You know, we're going to have to wrap this up. I hate to do it because we've only gotten through a little bit of your book and you have the web of the universe, the path of destiny, the layers. I mean, there is so much more. I'm going to ask you if you'd come back and we'd do the other half of your your book here as well, because there's so much good information here and a way of looking at the universe. And when I say the universe, I'm talking about Ayama, <laughs> you know, that that is new. That is really new. But right now we do have to close it up. And I want everybody to know where they can get hold of Carrie. So if you want to tell us where we can get hold of you. Yes, I would love it if you would go to my site, which is carryheart.com. And Carrie is spelled C-A-R-R-I-E and heart, H-A-R-T, C-A-R-R-I-E-H-A-R-T.com. And if you go there and sign up for my newsletter, I promise I will not flood you with emails, but I will send out an email when I have something new. And the new thing that's coming to me is want to talk where I'm going to I'm heading this direction, but I haven't developed it yet. So mm-hmm. you can also buy the book there. The book's on Amazon and there's a link to Amazon on carryheart.com. Okay, thanks so much for being on the show, Carrie. And we're coming back. We're going to do the other half of your book because it is fascinating. Oh, I would love to come back. Good. Thanks so much and have a great weekend. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.